Welcome to the Between Jobs Podcast, one man's journey through the joys and wonders of unemployment. Episode 2. So I'm hoping right now I'm laying the groundwork. At the air he shoes. Dog with the no bone blues. Dog with the no bone blues. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of the Between Jobs podcast. I'm still between jobs. I was laid off on November 16, 2018, and I've been unemployed for 28 days. On today's show, we'll be talking about my job search, the kind of things I did when I first got uh, laid off, and the things that I'm doing right now to look for work. So we're going to jump right in. Right after uh, I got laid off, the first thing I did is I reached out to my network. Now, before I got laid off, I was given a, a heads up that this might be coming. And there were people in my network who suggested that they might have, that they make people that, not even suggested, but outright said that, you know, I think we'll be able to cover the gap. If you get laid off or pushed off, we'll have work to kind of cover the gap for a while until we can find something else for you. So I really felt secure um, in where I was at. Um, not to mention, I'd spent all this time working in this job for five years, creating contact. I thought somebody in my network would be able to help me out. Actually, the first person I called uh, was my father. Um, he also works in the industry that I work in, which is public relations work and communications work. And I thought, well, maybe he would know somebody who could put the word out. Not saying he would find me a job, but maybe he could you know, help in some areas to kind of help guide me. You know, this world is all about not what you know, but who you know. And if you can't tap into your personal network uh, for a little bit of help, everyone needs to be able to do that. So building your contacts and building your network is really important. Unfortunately, my network has not been able to follow through uh, for me. Uh, so now I'm, I'm on my own. Uh, they've sent me in some directions um, that I can look to. Um, when looking for work, but nothing really concrete as of yet. So well, the first thing I had to do is I had to update my resume. So I sent my resume off to first my father and some other people that I know, um, and they gave me some feedback on some language and things I could use in my resume, and I've sort of incorporated that into my resume and into my cover letter. In my resume, of course, when I updated it, I started including links to... Um, uh, my social media, the websites I've built, and even the YouTube channel I use to publish videos as a part of the work that I do. And that way people can go there and they have a workload of my portfolio right away, something to look towards. I have considered actually thinking about videos in my YouTube channel is actually doing a YouTube video resume um, where people get to see me, hear my voice, understand the person that I am. Um, maybe even like a short, just brief, you know, like I'm just my resume, but who I am as a person. This is about personalities. People have to like you as a person. Um, one of the things I learned when I used to do sales was you're not necessarily selling a product, you're selling yourself first. You know, if you don't like the salesman, you're probably not going to buy the product no matter how great it is. So you really got to sell yourself. So I really considered making a video about myself and my resume that people can look towards. And I think I'll, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to do that. You know, I'll get my suit together, like dress up for a job interview, and I'm just going to go ahead and go for it, I think. And now I started thinking about it. Could this podcast be considered an audio resume? You know, people get to understand the person who I am, uh, the journey I'm going through. Could that be used actually as a piece of my resume? I'm not sure. I just wanted to start talking about stuff. I have the time now. 
I wanted to start talking about this journey and talking about the things that I was doing, sort of get it off my chest because I, you know, I really haven't told a lot of people. You know, I told my wife and I told my dad, but I haven't really told anybody else that I'm unemployed right now. My friends don't know. Much, much of my family doesn't know. So I was kind of using this as almost sort of like therapy for myself, but maybe this could be used as a piece of my resume. Uh, the next thing I had to do was I had to update my social media presence. I was reading a story where HR managers and employers are actually looking at people's social media, their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter accounts, um, to learn about the people that they're hiring. One of the things that I've actually done for my business, uh, for myself, is I have a Facebook account for my personal stuff, and then I have a Facebook account for like my business. Right, so on my personal account, I can joke and you know say funny things with my friends and some of my family members. But all of my professional contacts I have on a separate Facebook personal Facebook account. That way, and then when I you know that that email address that I send out to employers is linked. That's the same email address I use for that Facebook account. So that I'm always putting my professional face forward. Sometimes I goof around with my friends, and maybe those aren't those aren't things that I want necessarily want my employer to see, right? Me at a bar drinking with my friends, which we're going to do, or me at a party, or me at a social event that maybe I didn't necessarily want my employer to know. But yeah, you know, I want to have a professional place where I can post things like because I work in public relations and news and in politics. I want a place to post those things, so I do it in my professional Facebook page, as opposed to in my personal, which I use for just my friends and my contacts and my hobbies and stuff like that. But I did update my Facebook, uh, my LinkedIn, and my Twitter, and and that way, um, when people go to look for me out there in the world, uh, they will find my most professional face forward. Um, LinkedIn was something I didn't really get too involved in, but apparently in the last five or six years, LinkedIn has become like this super big place where people actually really now find work. Where before it was like a, it was sort of that like five or six years ago, but now it's really grown into that, and I wasn't aware of that until I started, you know. <clears throat> looking for work and all these employment places were asking me for my LinkedIn profile and I was like well I guess I better start updating my LinkedIn <laughs> uh, with information so uh, I went to the LinkedIn and updated that and of course my Twitter the Twitter I had been using was actually being used all for my clients and uh, I needed a Twitter location for myself. So I started a brand new Twitter profile with my, you know, linked with my email. It's also linked to my Facebook. Um, and now my LinkedIn, where I post news articles that I'm covering and uh, things that I'm still working on because I still have a private clientele business. So still things that I'm working on. So it just shows that I'm still out there active and paying attention to what's going on there in the world. But don't, you know, understand that employers are going to find you on Facebook. They're going to look for you on Facebook. And is that the, that's going to be a piece of who they see you as. And if that's, if you have an unprofessional face forward, if you have, you know, um, really crude humor or bad, you know, really pictures of yourself, you didn't want, you know, people other than your friends to see, you know, maybe you might want to consider having a different Facebook profile with a different email address and whatnot to put that professional face forward. Um, and that way, you know, if someone does go look for you, they're finding the best version of you and not necessarily the version of you on Saturday and Sunday. Once I had done all that, <clears throat> I actually sat down and started looking for work. So I had to ask myself, what kind of jobs am I looking for? Well, I'm a communications and public relations specialist. I, um, I'm also government relations. Uh, I'm also community relations, and I'm also labor relations. So the problem with my career is it hasn't been so like laser-focused in one arena. 
And it's hard for me to say I've got nine years of experience in one area when it's kind of been spread around a little bit. So I'm trying to kind of look for the right job. All right. Number one, though, is, is the right pay scale. With my last employer and my current private clientele, I was making over $100,000 a year. So if I take on a full-time job, I may have to exclude my private clientele. So my new job has to cover that income. So I'm looking for jobs at over $100,000. Now, to be realistic, are the jobs that I'm applying to, are they at that scale? And some employers put a pay scale on there and some employers don't. So, you know, I'm really sometimes shooting in the dark. But where do I go to find those jobs? Uh, I'm looking on Indeed. Um, Indeed is a great search profile because it finds jobs from all over the internet. Of course, I'm using LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn, of course, has jobs coming from all over the place. They've got a premium search service and all that stuff. Um, I, I really hate a premium paid for or premium job search sites. If someone's looking for work, it's because they're out of work or they're not happy in their current job. And to force somebody to pay to do, do a premium, you know, when someone's desperate to make them pay like $30 a month to get them into a premium search profile, I think is really dirty pool. I think it's in poor sport. I don't think, I, I'm not a big fan of that. If you truly are a search engine where please, people go to find business, the advertising that you're providing and the, the, the locations you're providing should be enough. Um, and I'm not a big fan of having to pay to have my resume be sponsored in front of employers. I mean, how many were the, are clicking on a sponsored link anyway? That may be a question I should ask somebody who does this stuff, but I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, another one to use is Public Relations Society of America, the PRSA. Now, that's a, um, a trade, not a trade, but a, it's an industry-specific job search site. And whatever industry you're in probably has one of those. So you probably try to find one, I guess. Um, but I'm using the PRSA. Also, USA Jobs is great. Um, government work, honestly speaking, and I'm going to come back to this, that... There are no guarantees for work in this world. If you go work for a private business at any day, any moment, they could just walk and say, you know what, you're fired. Get out. I mean, unless you belong to a labor union. Outside of that, you're at will. They could just walk in and say goodbye. Now, in a government job, that's a little less likely. I mean, the odds of you being fired from government, you have to really go out of your way to get fired for one. But two is the manager above you is probably lazy. They don't want to go through the process of hiring someone new to take your position. So if you get in a government job, for one, the pay is going to be great. The benefits are going to be excellent. And your job security is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost totally secure. Not 100%, but you're, you're pretty darn close. And USA Jobs has government jobs like all over the place. So the federal government, state government, um, things like that. So, and probably the county or state you live in also has a jobs board. Um, look to those um, to really find some good jobs out there because that's ultimately where I'm trying to get to. That's the kind of job I would really like to land myself in is one with a county or state government or a city government, which would be fantastic. A local um, transportation company that's um, run by the municipality to really earn that, uh, to really gain that security that I'm looking for. Um, so those are the places I'm looking <clears throat> for work. Um, another one I found uh, was a union-specific one. I've been looking there as well. There was a link that was provided from one of my people in my network. But the other problem I have is that I just bought a house. And I can't just go and move away. Now, I had lived in my house for three or four years, had some equity built up, you know, had some stability in the house. Then I could probably look, and then it might be more reasonable to look outside of my city or my state. 
Um, now, when I first got, when I first unemployed, I went into freakout mode. And of course, I applied everywhere. I was applying to Dubai, to Texas, Minnesota, uh, Louisiana, all over the place. But I've sort of settled down now and realized that I can't do that. I mean, what would I do with my house? I, I bought at the peak of the market. House sales are slowing down. So I'd probably end up losing equity in my house when I sold it. Not to mention, I couldn't have money for a down payment to buy a new house. So I'd be starting from ground zero again, renting and never being able to buy, which I said in the last show, maybe buying is not the optimal situation for our current economy. And maybe that's something I could work around. I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself. But I feel like I'm sort of, I'm, I'm shackled because I bought a house this year. So I can't just go pick up and move away. And that's the real lie about our economy. You can just pick up and go anywhere. right? If you own a home, you can't just pick up and go. You can't just leave. You gotta sell your house. You gotta move your stuff, right? Not to mention, Employers, I, I've you know when I was applying uh, applying to jobs across the country, you know I got an email back saying you know we're looking for a re- you know a local um, candidate. They wouldn't even consider my resume because I wasn't local, even though I may be willing to relocate. So we just can't just pick up and go. Now I'm lucky I'm in Southern California, and my options for jobs are you know quite large. I've got Los Angeles, Riverside, San Diego, um, the, the, that metropolitan Orange County, that metropolitan area. Um, and I'm not afraid to commute. I've commuted my whole life, right? But it would be great if I could potentially move or relocate to like Colorado or Oregon or Washington or Maryland or wherever I'm finding these jobs available. But now like a month into my search, I don't feel comfortable. And I don't feel as if um, I could truly apply to these jobs. And if I got a call, it would be reasonable that I could go and do an interview. It'd have to beat the right opportunity, I guess. You know, and have to, you know, check all the boxes. And maybe I could give up on the dream of home ownership and just go back to renting for the rest of my life and put the rest of my money, instead of paying into a mortgage, you know, put it into savings and my retirement. I guess that's something I consider doing. But um, it's hard, you know. And I think there needs to be a big discussion in this country about home ownership and the way the job market works today. And how the, the the insecurity of work, I mean, are, are are we really creating jobs and a housing market that is conducive to people being able to move around or have a secure employment opportunity? You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a, that's a, that's a topic for another show, I guess. So what have I been doing, though? One of the things I've been doing as I was as I started applying the jobs, I had a resume and a cover letter. But because my job is so varied and the things that I've done are so different, I have found myself having to tailor my resume and my cover letter to the positions I'm applying for. Um, Every company I see out there seems to be looking for something very, very specific, very specific to their company. Um, Oftentimes, these employers are looking for one person to do four or five different full-time jobs. We're looking for a media relations specialist and a public relations specialist, someone who specializes in external and internal communications, who can build and develop websites and do graphic design work and do audio editing. You know, these are, all of those are different full-time jobs. But a lot of times these companies are looking for one person to do all of that and only pay you $60,000 a year. But because my job has been so varied and I've done so many different jobs, I'm, I, I feel as if I now have to start tailoring my resume to match the posting that I've seen. So 
now that I'm unemployed, you know, I still have my private clientele, so I get my private clientele work. But in the meantime, I feel as if now that working for work is my full-time job, that I really should spend the time to make these adjustments in my resume and in my cover letter. And I feel that putting in the effort into those things may give me an advantage when it comes time you know, to, to maybe get a phone interview. Now, I did have a phone interview a couple weeks back um, with a company, and uh, I haven't heard back. And I followed up, and I haven't heard back from that email either. So I'm just, I'm under the impression that, of course, you know, nothing's happening with that. I mean, it was good to get some action from my resume right off the bat. But now it's sort of, I'm going back into freakout mode, you know, and it's tough right now because we're, what, 10 days away from Christmas, 11 days away from Christmas. And I'm sure no one is working. <laughs> HR managers aren't working. They're not hiring. They're not ready to train anybody. So they're kind of just gathering resumes and gathering information. So in the beginning of the year, the first of the year, they can start making phone calls. So I'm hoping right now I'm laying the groundwork for phone calls that are happening early in January. Just in the meantime, I'm you know trying to rush and find ways to pay my bills. <laughs> and it's uh, a little scary. But I think if I put in that effort today to tailor my resume and tailor my uh, my cover letter for these positions, come January, first, second week in January, my phone's going to start, I'm hoping my phone starts ringing off the hook with people wanting to have a phone interview and, and, and talk to me about me and my job and my, my, my career prospects. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is some of the, the gripes I have um, when looking for work. One thing that happened to me was I was applying to a job. It was there on LinkedIn, and it said you could easy apply. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I easy applied, put in the, the resume, put in my cover letter, sent it off. And then I get an email back from the human relations department saying, per the job posting, uh, you cannot apply through LinkedIn, so you need to go here. And it was some snotty remark like that. So I went and I looked at the job posting, and, and really it wasn't what I was looking for anyway. And then they wanted me to go through like, the whole thing where I upload my resume and they want to parse it for my resume, but then they want me to go through and then manually enter in my education and my work experience when it's right there on my resume that you parsed out already. I mean, it, it, it didn't make any sense at all. And that's, yeah, it's such a pain when, you know, they have you upload a resume and then manually enter it in. I mean, maybe that's a tool to keep people who are really motivated to look for work to actually punch in the actual stuff, not just shotgunning resumes out, but you know, it just, it, it's so obnoxious. Here's my resume. There's my work history. Now you want me to manually enter it in when all I'm probably going to end up doing is copying and pasting for my resume anyway. Right. It, does it make a difference if I copied and pasted for my resume? It's my work experience. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> right. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't get what that's about, but maybe it's a, a deployment tool. Maybe human relations departments are just so lazy that they just they have this thing was given to them by some company that just throw it in there and make you do it. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal is with that. But it's just one of the things that really it bums me out because I'm here I am trying to apply for jobs and it's taking me 35 minutes to fill out an application and I've got some other things I need to get to because I'm trying to get these resumes out and try to apply for these jobs. So just one of the gripes, one of the things I was coming up against that I thought I should talk about here today. So... Well, there it is. Um, that's my job search for now. Looking for over a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, in uh, the Los Angeles 
uh, metropolitan area. You know, going back, you know, it was episode one. I listened to it and I said I felt like a fraud, <clears throat> like I didn't deserve the income level that I have. A part of me has thought that I might have to reconsider my income value and that maybe I have to start taking jobs that pay less than $100,000. Maybe start looking for jobs that pay $80,000. But if it got me into the right you know, network, that, that may be something worth doing. Um, just this morning, I applied you know, under that thinking, I applied to a job that's going to pay $85,000 a year. Um, and it really, you know, it, it, looking at my expenses, it's going it, to it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. But maybe that's what I have to do to get me into that, you know, that, that government field that I'm looking for to start me and kind of restart my career. It's just scary here. I'm almost 40 having to restart again. You know, where does that put me? Am I going to be able to retire? Am I going to be able to take care of my family? You know, I'm going to be commuting three hours a day each way. So that's six hours a day to go to a job that's not going to quite cut it. You know, it's frightening. <laughs> it's it's terrifying, really. So, but um, yeah, that's my search for today. In the next episode, um, we'll be talking about you know um, what it's like to be unemployed uh, for the holidays. Um, but until next time, uh, good luck. <laughs>